and welcome back to Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I've never met a taco I didn't like. We are coming to you on the road, a truly momentous occasion, our first live on-location Taco the Town episode. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for coming out. It has always been our dream here on Taco the Town to visit other great taco towns near and far. We hope to do many more of these taco trips here in 2018, the year of the taco. Spreading the message of Taco the Town to other taco towns around the nation. Today we're coming to you from a town where I have eaten a lot of tacos. The city of Lawrence, Kansas, a great taco town with many terrific taco destinations. Specifically, tonight we are coming to you from the confines of Allen Fieldhouse on the campus of the University of Kansas. That's right, we're eating tacos inside a basketball arena. To me, it doesn't get much better than this. We'll be talking hoops and horchata, b-ball and beef and beans, timeouts, and taquitos, dunking basketballs into baskets, and dunking tortilla chips into salsa and iguana dip, free throws and frijoles, rock chalk and cheese dip. Like I said before, I've never met a taco I didn't like. Actually, there is one taco place that I did have a bad taco experience at, and that place will go unmentioned until it's the right time to taco about it. Today we'll be reviewing another great Kansas City slash Lawrence taco destination. We'll be joined by a special guest who will share their favorite taco places with us. We'll share some stories, share some laughs, and most importantly, share some tacos. Welcome to Taco the Town. Let's find out what taco place we'll be reviewing this week. This week's taco destination is the Salty Iguana. The Salty Iguana is a locally owned authentic Mexican restaurant with perfectly blended margaritas and TVs to catch your favorite teams. This is a great place to visit with friends and family, serving the Kansas City area for 20 plus years. With five Kansas City area locations, Independence, Missouri, Olathe, Kansas, Overland Park, Kansas, Prairie Village, Kansas, and in Lawrence, Kansas on 6th Street and inside Allen Fieldhouse. You might have heard its commercials on Kansas City Radio featuring their spokesperson, the high-pitched voice of Iggy the Iguana. Or maybe KU basketball coach Bill Self, who actually has a burrito named after him on the menu. Each location features colorful painted iguana-themed murals on its walls. The Salty Iguana is famous for its iguana dip and has Taco Monday specials as well as Tinga Taco specials on Tuesday. They also have a food truck called Iggy's Green Go, available for corporate lunches, festivals, private events, and weddings. Let's meet this week's guests. For the last 11 years, his dulcet tones have resonated through the most historic basketball venue in all of college basketball, in all of college sports, Allen Fieldhouse. He's the reason the University of Kansas has won back to 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 back Big 12 championships. Some say it's Hall of Fame coach Bill Self. Others will say it's first round lottery picks, but he, and only he, will be the one to say it's the public address announcer that makes it happen. He's been eating tacos ever since he could rip open an old El Paso taco seasoning packet, and if given the chance, he'll always go supreme. He's a Lawrence-born native with a guana dip running through his veins. Welcome to Taco the Town, Eric Danielson. Welcome to the show, Eric. Thanks, Dave. This is uh, this is awesome. I know we've been talking about this for a while. Feels uh, feels very good to finally make it happen. It's it's an amazing taco turn taco tunity. Would you say it's a taco tunity? This is a taco tunity that I will never pass up. It's uh, it's a good one. It's a good one. I'm glad. I'm glad we can make it work. Thanks and for being here and setting this up. Set up. I mean. This this setup is money, right? I mean, first we've got brand new equipment. I mean, I bet I sound amazing right now on this brand new equipment. Uh, and and here we sit inside of the DeBruce Center, 
the newly constructed home of the original rules of basketball. We are literally feet away from the original rules of basketball written by Dr. James Naismith. It thankfully is encased in glass. That way we don't get any taco on the rules. That would be probably poor form. I thought about taking the rules out and eating the tacos by the rules so we could read over them, but I would be worried about getting some salsa on the rules. Could you imagine a scenario in which you would tear into the glass, rip it out, and use it as a napkin in some form, or is that just I wouldn't use them as a napkin, but I have dreamt about breaking into the glass and stealing the rules and just having them for my own to use as a placemat. Placemat? Coasters? Coasters. Nice, big, fat coasters. Right. Yeah, that'd be good. So they're always close to me. Do you think James Naismith ever ate a taco? Now that is a question. That... That's one for the ages. You know, the Naismith family is still around. They still, they still uh, live in Lawrence? I don't know if they still live in Lawrence. I know, for example, his grandson came to the 150th year celebrating yeah, A couple KU weekends basketball. ago? Yeah. yeah. Which was kind of cool. So we could ask him, but I, my gut says that he was more of like an oatmeal guy. Like, just kind of bran flakes and, 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 and black coffee. He was a health nut. Yes. But, yeah, I think he was before the age of tacos. He might have passed away right when tacos were first getting introduced into the American lexicon. So he was BT before tacos. Yeah. We're okay. talking BT, AT okay. in life. I mean, when, when you should know this, I mean, since you host this amazing taco podcast, right. but when, when was the taco introduced to the American public? You know, I'm working on an episode about taco history. I don't yes. want to give away any spoilers. I understand. But there are a lot of controversial different people that have their views on when the taco was first invented, when the taco first came to, to into being, and, and there's, like, the fast food tacos, uh-huh. and then there's... So uh, many, so many yeah. variables. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a 12-part series okay. on the history of the taco, which I will have here on Taco the Town eventually. Let's, let's get it to Springfield, Massachusetts, and find <laughs> out if, if he had his favorite taco place. But I'm going to go no on Naismith. I'm going to go Naismith no. I'm going to make a book maybe called Naismith Never Ate a Taco. It's actually the name of my new spoken word album. Oh, wow. Which will be dropping... Uh, well, I didn't know that you were working on that. <laughs> Never. Lotus Pool Records. Is it kind of a? Uh, is it? Is it kind of like slam poetry? It's similar. Simil- it's my own. My own version. Okay. My own version of it. Okay. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. What's your taco history? What's your personal taco history? Personal taco history. Well, I too am a taco aficionado. I would say that, uh, that growing up in Kansas City, I was definitely introduced to a lot of tacos. You've already covered a lot of them, right? Yeah. I mean, I definitely remember the Taco Villa taco. I think that was your first podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's, and it's a classic, right? You can't, you can't get away from it. So definitely remember that. I do remember my mom making tacos for us when I was a kid all the time, right? And now, like, looking back on it, now having children of my own, it's a very simple simple dish to you can throw make together. a lot of them for a big family uh, pretty fast yeah yeah i mean the one thing that was really revolutionary for my family is when old el paso put everything in one single box with the exception of the ground beef and so that worked out really well for mom so i truly remember that yellow seasoning packet <laughs> yeah from old el paso in the taco box with the yeah. shells in it yeah. totally and like you know she didn't know yet that you could warm the shells up so there was a I remember lot. when my mom discovered that too, yeah. Groundbreaking discovery yeah. changes the game on mm-hmm. a crispy shell taco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No question about it. So I definitely remember uh, my first taco experience was, was on the home front, okay. for sure. You know, we mentioned the Taco Villa. Yeah. And one of, the other, one of the other taco memories that I have was actually with your guest that you had on that first podcast, our mutual friend. Michael, Michael, Michael yeah. McMillan. Yep. Michael and I, one time our junior year of high school, left to go get Taco Bell, only to realize we were both skipping out of school at the same time and saw each other and were like, we got to go get some lunch. And for whatever reason, we went to Taco Bell and sat there for like two hours 
eating tacos. <laughs> Which t- was it Kentaco Hut? No, it was oh. the one across from Johnson County Community College. Okay. Believe it or not. Oh, yeah. I don't know why College we Boulevard Taco Bell. I don't know why yeah. we didn't go to t- Kentaco Hut. You could have spent maybe four hours at Kentaco <laughs> Hut. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> Um, which I've heard they've redone. It's it's a, it's immaculate now. Yeah. But they took the Pizza Hut out of it, so it's not no longer a Kentucky Hut. It's just, it's just a, a Kentucky K- Bell, Kentucky Fried Taco Bell. There's a lot going on yeah. there. There's a lot to unpack. <laughs> that is the name of Let's that. unpack this. <laughs> Let's unpack that three <laughs> that three pronged restaurant. <laughs> so no, so I mean you know I I, I definitely great memories yeah. skipping school eating tacos. Yeah, that's a great memory. Absolutely, it was uh, it was good. I mean the tacos weren't very good because it was Taco Bell. I hope we're not trying to get Taco Bell to sponsor this podcast because whoops, never mind. They're great. We have a lot of taco lovers that still love a good Taco Bell taco. I can see it. You know, I mean I can see a late night Taco Bell run and when nothing else is open. I get it. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid to say that I've eaten a 2 a.m. chalupa. We've had some guests that swear by the Double Decker Taco Supreme. And that is an, uh, as an artisan taco for Taco Bell. But isn't it really just someone who can't decide between hard and soft? I mean, I understand it's an additive opportunity. It's right? someone that loves both and wants to meld them together. Or they just can't make a decision <laughs> in their life, right? I mean, I think there's a very clear line drawn between hard shell and, and, and soft shell. Men. I was going to ask you later, but let's get into it now. Let's unpack it here. Are you a hard shell or soft shell? If given the opportunity, I'm going to go hard shell. Okay. If given the opportunity. You like that crunch. I like that crunch. I do. I like the crunch. I'm a big fan of the chips and salsa, right? Like to the point in which I can't believe that sometimes I even order an entree, but I definitely enjoy the crunch of the chip. To go along with it. Now you're going to find Mexican street vendors, right? Those are those are soft shell all the way. You're not oh, yeah. finding a hard shell no. on the street. Street tacos. So yeah. you know, maybe I'm not as tough as I thought I was, because I've chosen the uh, the the academic route, more of the uh, the business friendly crunch as opposed to the street <laughs> smart soft taco. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna stand by it. I'm a crunchy guy. Hey, I love a good crunchy taco myself. I mean, I'm a taco lover of all tacos. So I mean. Show me a taco and show me a shell. I will agree to taste that shell. Of course you would, <laughs> especially <laughs> in an awkward moment like that. It's a, it's a perfect thing to eat. What are some of your other favorite Kansas City taco? Well, I wouldn't necessarily go there for the taco per se, though, though they're good. But Port Fonda, uh, you know, there's one here in Lawrence now. Down on Mass Street. Oh, yeah. um, still one in Westport, the original. If you're really OG, you went to outside in front of 1924 Maine. They had their, their had like their, their Airstream trailer, mm-hmm. and they yeah. would do a sit-down, like... You're talking old school, like yeah. mid-2000s. Yeah, like yeah. way old school, yeah. before food trucks were even like, invented or cool. Right. Uh, Back before hoverboards started blowing up and killing everybody. It's the worst. Yeah. can't believe they... Come on, Elon Musk, you're better than that. <laughs> Battery's better than that. So poor Fonda, great, great stuff, right? I, I don't even have to look at the menu anymore when I go to Port Fonda, but I don't order the same thing. You just cover your eyes and you point, and you, that's how you order? I go with the Chimmy Special of the day. Okay. Chimmy Special. It, it's, it never disappoints, Right, and it can be stuffed with all kinds of goodness. It, you could even not even tell me what's inside of it. I would order it and have it as like a surprise egg chimmy. Open it up and be like, boom, I'm loving this. And, and chimmy is short for chimichanga. Okay, and that is a, what's that? That's like a like a hard fried burrito. So like they make the whole burrito and then drop it in the fryer, so it comes out like crisp golden. We don't talk burritos here on Taco Bell. I didn't town. say burrito. I said it's like a burrito. I, I, it's, a, if, it's a burrito. Okay, let me rephrase it. It is a soft shell taco that's been wrapped all the way around. Oh, circular. And then okay. deep fried. Now that, I, okay. I'm picturing this go. now. now that that's, sounds delicious. Now, if you go in the morning, you can do a breakfast chimmy. Wait, Port Fonda has breakfast. Brunch. Brunch. Brunch with a massive Bloody Mary or Bloody Maria bar, depending upon your persuasion. Okay. Vodka, tequila. Uh, and it's solid. But then, yeah, they've got the breakfast chimmy. And again, I don't care what's in it. Chorizo. 
bacon, Ooh. huevos, you know? Wow. You could go, uh, you could even take, I wonder if you could make a chilaquiles chimney, like stuffed chilaquiles inside. I'm, I'm way out. I'm, I'm, I'm off the reservation now. I don't think even Port Fonda stopped that one up. I'm going to put that one back in my pocket and hold on to it and Why maybe use it later. back up? <laughs> Because you've unpacked too much. <laughs> I, wait, I, didn't, I didn't even know where that one came from. Support Fonda, always okay. good. Always good. So tell me, you are the, what you said, you're the public address announcer here at Allen Fieldhouse that for games? That is right. From KU Men's Basketball? From Men's Basketball. How did this job fall into your lap? Or did you have to audition for this? Or did they hear your silky tones at the grocery store one day? How did this happen? It fell into my lap like a tomato off the top of a taco. I think we've all been there. We've all been there. No, so honestly, this is something that I've always wanted to do growing up as a kid. And we're a big KU family. I'm like the black sheep in my family for not going to KU. Because you Um, went to like some uh, tropical college, right? Yeah, University of Tropics. The tropics, no. Uh, University of San Diego, oh, which we could talk about tacos. Oh, I mean, that was, that's a border home town. Of, home of the fish taco, I think. Yeah, yeah. fish tacos. We can get. We can really get into that Mexican street vendor scene. Okay. I mean, we could. We could really get into You've a lot of there. San You've Diego. Lived it. That was where. Yeah, I was. Streets a, of San Diego. Hard hitting Kansan <laughs> on the streets of San Diego. Just a Midwest kid looking for a taco. I didn't even know what tacos were until I got to Southern California. You, ran it, you went down the wrong alleyway. Some guy motioned you and said, hey, you want to know about tacos? Follow me. And that's kind of... It's not all I got, unfortunately. Oh, but well, the tacos were terrific. It. Sorry to hear about that. All right, so I'm off topic. You asked about being the public address announcer yeah. at the Fieldhouse. So the, the guy who did this before me, Lawrence radio legend Hank Booth, is a family friend. We were at a wedding. I saw him. I told him I wanted to do it. He uh, called about two months later and said, if you are serious about this, they need someone to announce the women's games. Okay? So I called, made an appointment to come in, talked to athletic department folks, walked into that meeting, and lo and behold, sitting there was a woman that my then-girlfriend, now-wife, bartended with while they were in college together. Oh, nice. So as much as I would love to say that it's about, you know, the silky tones, it's a relationship business, Dave. <laughs> it's, it's in uh, who it, you know. Uh, but you also have to have talent, and you've got a very amazing tool there, a, gold, a, th- a throat of gold. Heavens. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's a lot to live up to. But I do appreciate that. You know, I, I did a lot of theater growing up as a kid. I believe your mother directed me in a high school musical. Yes, she did. She did. <laughs> <laughs> no, so my mom, Music Theater, Kansas City, MTKC, uh, still running today. It actually just opened up a brand new theater that they're in inside the B&B movie complex out at oh, 435 no in Midland and Shawnee. Cool. So they just had their first, uh, first performance. So MTKC got me, like, started with the whole vocal training, but I went to college on a vocal performance scholarship. I like I was like a D1 athlete for singing. Is the effective oh. is like the, is how is how it really works. So the amount of time that you know maybe a uh, a Sharon Collins would have put into basketball, I put into singing. Okay. Yeah, at at the University of San Diego. Do you ever get to sing at these games as I've, much as, you know, I mean, is there ever an opportunity for you to sing at all? No. However, however, I've always thought that if something happened and like the uh the national anthem singer would walk out and just pass out immediately on the floor no problem i could cover it it. yeah i could cover it what are your feelings on fergie's national anthem she sang at the nba all-star game was that 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 was uh that was an experience it was sexy she took patriotism (laughs) to a whole new level now, I mean, and here's what, here's, is she, is she actually an American citizen? I don't even know. Is oh, yeah. She, okay, okay. She used to be on Kids Incorporated, which was one of my favorite shows. But as a she kid. was a Spice Girl, right? She was a Black Eyed Pea. She was a Black Eyed Pea. My bad. I'm getting my, yeah, I'm getting them mixed up. Well, her, I, I'm all for personalization, right? I mean, you know, take it to the place that you really feel like gives you the right amount of America. She just took it to a place where I think a lot of Americans have never been before. Including a lot of NBA guys who had looks on their faces like, what 
on earth is going on right now? It, it was almost like a skit, like a Saturday Night Live skit. It was very Marilyn Monroe, happy birthday, Mr. President yeah. style with a little acoustic guitar. Very different. I mean, it's about to be a skit. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> if, it's, if it wasn't, it's going to be by Saturday. Now, I wrote some mythical basketball player names down. And you have a very, I guess, special, different kind of way of introducing players. Okay. Or you're known for your introductions. Yes. For the KU basketball team. Would you be able to read some of these names that I wrote in your signature style? Yes. Are you going to say them first or just give I'm me the have list? I'm going to have you read them off okay, this, this list. Okay, that's better. That's better. So I can... Uh, now, I've not, for the record, I've not seen you have this not list. have seen these names. I have not seen this list nor these I just names. want the Taco the Town fans to hear what you can do with, okay. a, with a basketball name. All right. Here we uh, go. I'm being handed... I'm being handed the list. Here we go. All right. At guard, a sophomore from Detroit, Michigan, Stephen Honey Nut Cheerios Wilkins. Beautiful. A lot of people don't know about Steve Wilkins, but he was actually the Detroit, Michigan High School Player of the Year in 1968. Yeah. He also crossed the color line back in civil rights. So, I mean, it was a big, big deal. That's why they call him Honey Nut. he uh, He is the model for the Honey Nut Cheerios B. He stinger just, and all. Yeah. Heck of a stinger. Okay, you ready for the next one? Yeah, yeah. At center, a senior from Cincinnati, Ohio, Charlie Chili Dog McClanahan. He had a great jumper. Chili Dog was a legend on the playgrounds in Brooklyn. <laughs> you know, the, you know, the, the, you know the reason they call him Chili Dog, don't no, you? No, why? Yeah, well, I mean, he once played an entire game with a Chili Dog in his hand <laughs> just scored, to prove scored forty-five he could points. Beat. Yeah, he did, and he went off. It was amazing. That's why didn't drop one drop of chili off that. Nope. Dog. And then guess how many bites he ate it in? One. Okay. That was that's, Charlie. That's Charlie McClanahan. All right, who we got next? Uh, okay. At guard, a freshman from Naples, Florida, Terry Taco Salad Jenkins. Terry Jenkins. TJ, they call him TJ. sometimes. But then they'd also call him Taco Salad. Which was weird. Which, yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> they could just call him Taco or TS, right. but they did yeah. then with TJ and said. Now, the thing that everybody always wondered about Terry was why did he go Taco Salad? Like, did he think he was getting a healthier version? I think this is back when taco salads first came out, and everyone was like, look at this guy. He's crazy. All he does is eat taco salads. He's like, look at me. I'm a health nut. I'm just like Dr. Naismith. All I do is eat taco salads. <laughs> That's why Terry, really, and the sad part was people didn't even like Terry. No. I mean. That's what we like, get out of here, taco salad. See, he was They'd a kick him out of parties. Yeah, and he was just a freshman. He transferred <laughs> Yeah. at the end is what From I remember. Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac, I think. Quinnipiac. <laughs> But he, yeah, he got the start later. All right, we got it. You ready for one yeah, more? Yeah. Okay. At forward, a junior from Napa, California, Dougie Dig Dug McDougal. <laughs> Dougie McDougal. Uh, if there's any of those, <laughs> Dougie McDougal. You just want the rest of them? All right, now, this next one. Okay, this, this is where I want to give you a little, kind of a couple, couple pieces. Okay. Um, first... You might hear me say the word sophomore. You say sophomore. Uh, yeah. Sophomore. Yeah. Now, traditionally, if I asked you as a second-year student what class are you in, you would say I'm a sophomore. Right. Don't say the O, yeah. Yeah, you, you would. You do. You accentuate that. The sophomore is an homage to Max Falkenstein. Nice. Max Falkenstein, legendary KU broadcaster, 60 years behind the mm-hmm. mic. Half of KU basketball's existence right. was announced by Max Falkenstein. Amazing, He's right? a legend. He's a legend. He's a heck of a nice guy. His wife and my grandmother are bridge club friends. No way. Super tight. Amazing. Here in Lawrence, big, big, big time. So when I say sophomore, I don't do it for the other team. Oh, not the opposing side, only home team, and as an homage to Max. Nice. Now, there's one other one in this one, and that's Chicago, Illinois. Okay? So uh, tonight, big night for a 2008 national champion, Sharon Collins, mm-hmm. getting his jersey retired. Sharon, Chicago, Illinois native. Okay? So I'm going to give you a little. Give me a little I'm going to give you a little yeah. Max. Sharon combo for this next one. Okay, ready? 
at guard, a sophomore from Chicago, Illinois, Freddie the Doctor Funkenstein. Nice. So yeah, he was actually a real doctor. Which was the craziest part. And then he just stopped doctoring and went to play basketball. But he did go on later in his career to continue his medical practice uh, in a rural area in Indiana. And then also became the head coach from Hoosiers. Gene Hackman is oh. actually Freddie the Doctor Funkenstein. <laughs> wow. So I didn't name, know that. Yeah, that's uh, it's a little known, little known fact. Um, you want these last two? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> At guard, a freshman from the Ukraine, Cuckoo Kofefe. So I like the Kofefe. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Brought that in. Is that how you would say it? I've never actually said it out loud. I've only seen Co- it. Kofefe. Yeah, you did it good. Kofefe. Yeah. yeah. I've never been asked to pronounce it. I asked to pronounce it. I've just someone like I went to a coffee shop and some coffee shops have Kofefe on the menu. <laughs> I would say that I really want to avoid that Twitter feed. However, if we made the president's Twitter feed based on the Kofefe, <laughs> I would be I would be overwhelmed with emotion. That was one of the earliest snafus of his Twitter days, and it's been covered up by so many more other... He's, there's, yeah. you know, there's it's gone a, off the rails. There's a tweet for everything, yep. is really what you really all you can say. Alright, here's our last one. Now I'm going to need your help on this. Can you help me? Yeah. Okay. Is this, uh, this is, New York, yeah, New York. So, so you, remember, you remember Russell Robinson? Yep. Russ Rob. Russell was a senior in 2008, which is the year I started announcing on the men's side. I inherited the New York, New York. I did not create the New York, New York. And I didn't really, no one really, I guess the student section probably created it more than anything. So, all right, you know what to do. Yeah. Okay, ready? At guard, a senior from New York, New York, Julius Milk Jug Jughauser Jr. (laughs) That was Julius Milk Jug (laughs) Jughauser Jr. You know, his dad. Jughauser Senior. Big Jew. (laughs) Big Big, big, big jug, big, big jug, big jug, big jug, yeah. big Julian. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he 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 lit it up. Yeah, he did well. Yeah, and but not a big fan of tacos. No, but a no. huge fan of milk. That's why they called him Jug Town. <laughs> he would drink three milk jugs before a game of milk. <laughs> it, the uh, janitorial staff was never no. never happy about that. That's for sure. So. Here on Taco the Town, we like to check the Taco Ticker, which is the news stories in taco news from the week. Do you want to check the Taco Ticker with us? Check it out. Okay, great. Let's do it. So this is kind of taco. It's been a big week in taco business, and I want to get some of you. You're a businessman. I'm a businessman. Yeah. I mean, you're wearing a suit and tie a lot. Who's been, who's been on Taco the Town in a tie? I think you might be the first. Groundbreaking. Um, here we go. So it's a big. It's been a big week in taco business. Uh, taco ticker story number one. Chipotle has found their new CEO, former Taco Bell CEO Brian Nickel, known for bringing the Doritos Locos Tacos and Taco Bell's breakfast menu and the new nacho fries to the table. Uh, it's been. It was very uh, groundbreaking at Taco Bell. So Chipotle needed a new CEO after all their troubles, and hired Brian. Nicole used feisty marketing and unusual food creations, such as the Doritos Locos Tacos, to excite customers. Uh, He also took aim at Chipotle's customers starting a higher-end cantina chain and launching a healthier cantina menu at Taco Bell. So how do you see this going for Chipotle? Do you think it was a smart move to hire him? What I know about Brian Nickel (laughs) is that they refer to him as the Thomas Edison of Mexican food because he is a true inventive genius. Agree, agree. I mean, who took a look at a Dorito and thought, my God, I could make this into a taco shell. I I mean, the crossover opportunities were huge. Did he also do the breaded chicken taco shell? He did all of that. My, I mean, where's where's the Taco Hall of Fame located? Because it hasn't been chosen yet. It should probably just be his house, and we'll drive people past it and be like, Brian Nickel, and drop the mic. I look forward to Chipotle adopting some of these outlandish menu items. Chipotle's kind of in a hard place. I was Do you re- think they're going to go for it? You think the Chipotle's customers are going to like the new Taco Bell ideas? You know, when you said that they got a new CEO, I was really hoping it was going to be someone from the CDC. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah, they've had some issues. Yeah, but sadly they didn't they didn't cross that far over. Now one thing for food safety. One thing people have brought up is that Chipotle does not have breakfast. No. You think he might adopt the uh, the breakfast menu at Chipotle? What I know about the Chipotle customer is that they're ready for one big meal, right? I mean, I guess, I, have you ever eaten two Chipotles in a day? I never have. I, I wouldn't trust my, my gut. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't trust mine, for that matter. So, Something might ex- explode. Uh, so I guess I would say it may not be in Chipotle's best interest to open up for a single burrito opportunity in the morning. A skinnier burrito? Oh, I thought we couldn't talk about burritos on this with a little yet. With a little egg? Maybe. Bacon? Yeah. A little huevo? Or maybe even a breakfast taco. Could. We'll see. Well, I would say jury's out on the breakfast. I think right now what they really need to stay focused on is food safety. Good. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> All right. Taco ticker story number two. Yum Brands, the parent company of KFC and Taco Bell has struck a delivery deal with Grubhub to roll out online ordering for pickup and delivery. Grubhub stock is up 27.5%, while Yum's stock remains largely unchanged. Grubhub has been testing delivery of Taco Bell and KFC for a few months in a number of cities, including Indianapolis. How do you see this going? Are you gonna take advantage of having Taco Bell delivered to your home? I can see scenarios in which this would actually improve a lot of transportation safety issues. Lots of late night ordering. Yeah, You're the, on your the couch. aforementioned late night order of a Taco Bell uh, could now be eliminated through the Grubhub Yum brand syndicate, which uh, I think is exciting. I'm shocked that Yum stock didn't move after that. I'm not surprised with Grubhub. You know, Grubhub's doing a lot, but you'd think that uh, the people that the, that, that the traders the industry insiders would have jumped all over that. So I think it's a good thing. Now, I think the thing they've got to be careful about, and I think this goes for any delivery, frankly, how do you keep it hot? Yeah. We run into that a lot here on the show with transporting tacos from... from how, do you, how do you keep it hot? We usually eat cold tacos. You mean in the bedroom? No. Oh, I literally oh. meant, like, how do you keep your taco warm? We haven't unpacked that yet. I actually once got slapped across the face in a bar because I asked her how she kept her taco delivery. Oh, hot. Right. Yeah. So that's, if I think. If you were at a board, men- a board meeting with, with the grub, with the yum people, you would, you would stand up and you'd go, how in the hell are you going to te- keep these tacos hot? I would expect that in a simultaneous rollout of, like, a new methodology for taco heating that could also be installed like a, in an Uber or Lyft. Like a box. Like a hot box. A taco box. A toxic... Toxic box. Toxic box. <laughs> I think we're still working on the name, um, but we're going to go ahead and trademark that right now. Timestamp 715 on uh, 19 January 2018. Well, great. Let's um, let's close up the taco ticker. What do you say? Let's close it out. <laughs> All right, so we've got some tacos here in front of us from Salty Iguana. What do you say we put these tacos to the test? Let's do this. All right, so we've got some crunchy shell. What are we get? What are we looking at here? Well, honestly, first I was looking. That's the Marlins man. Yeah, Marlins man's here tonight. Marlins man. So that's Dickie what I. V. Would, what if we get Dicky V and the Marlins man on taco the tacos? We could get Marlins man. I met him last time he was here. I think we should get them. Here, let me go ask him. Okay. Let me go ask him. Still reckon- I don't know, he won't recognize me, uh, yeah. but he'll, you want this? Yeah. Hey everybody, just a quick note before we continue with the show. Marlins, man, he's a famous sports fan. He's at all the big events. You might remember him recently at Kauffman Stadium with the Royals when they were in the World Series in 2014 and 2015. He wears the big orange Marlins man jersey and hat, and he always has the best seats in the house. So he's kind of hard to miss. Uh, here's our conversation with Marlins man. Sure. 
So we're joined. This is a special guest. Eric Eric uh, gave his seat up to Marlins man, Lawrence Lee. Thanks for being on the show. Thank Taco you for having town. me, guys. I appreciate it here. What are your feelings of tacos? Are you a big taco fan? I love tacos. I'm in Miami. I love tacos. What is the but best? I don't like them too spicy. I don't, I don't <laughs> have the heartburn later, but the problem is I can't eat just one. Oh, yeah. We all run into that. We are taco lovers here. We eat about, you know, seven or eight a, a sitting. I'm smelling so. them right now, and I'm like... <laughs> You can have no, a taco. I just ate. I just ate oh, okay. Arthur Bryan's, but I mean, oh. <laughs> I'm like, I just ate this, this food sales, and then I got all the things right here too. <laughs> what is the um, What is the best taco place in Miami? We really don't do have, have a, a favorite? taco one. No, not. I mean, there's a line people go to like Taco Viva, but that's like franchise stuff. It's like uh, okay. a McDonald's burger versus a real steak burger. It's called burger. Taco Viva. What's it called? Taco Viva. Okay. Yeah, it's not. There's not. We don't. Miami's gotten more into. Latin foods, okay. really, like, not Mexican, more like the Cuban and the Argentinian and the Venezuelan things. What's the one thing that you look for in a taco? Fresh lettuce. I can't stand when I get a taco and the lettuce is brown. I don't care what you tell me. If I, Like, this lettuce is really bright and green. <laughs> I already looked at that before I said anything, okay? Too many times I see lettuce and the tomatoes look fine. I'm like, wait, that lettuce is brown. That's old. Yeah. We've, we, good. we've had guests on the show that won't eat a taco with lettuce, but you're saying lettuce is the most important thing. The lettuce tells me how fresh it is. Yeah. And if the lettuce is brown and it's stale, the rest of it's not going to be too good. Yeah. And I think that that's a really good test, too. If you go to a place, a litmus test. If you look at a taco and you see brown lettuce, pass. Right. Well, thanks for being on the show. We didn't want to take up too much of your time. I appreciate time, but... it. All right, have fun. Thanks for talking tacos with us. No, I, I, really, I just ate. I'm not supposed to sack. I didn't know this was going to be here. Okay. It's a big get. So there you go. There was our quick chat with Marlon's man. We appreciate him coming on the show. And here is the rest of our chat with Eric Danielson and our review of the Salty Iguanas Tacos. Yeah, thanks for uh, Marlon's so, man. So we were just joined by Marlon's man, and now Eric... Um, he said that fresh lettuce is a big thing for tacos. How do you feel about fresh lettuce on a taco? I think lettuce and the freshness and it being a kind of a, a litmus test, if you will, for a for a taco freshness scale. So uh, so let's dive into yeah it. yeah go ahead. We didn't we didn't really talk about these. All right, so salt iguana. They they you know they've got a taco stand here inside of Allen Fieldhouse, which is pretty cool. You think about taco venues, it's a pretty solid taco venue here. So they were nice enough to bring us over some tacos so we are fresh we are looking at six blue corn crispy shell i believe they refer to this as the azul taco because it's got a blue and these are their taco monday special tacos i believe okay there you go um so these have uh let's see i've got the beef you've got the chicken no i've got the chicken you've got the beef yeah we got three of we got three of each um now we've also got a bunch of salsas sour cream like a tomatillo and a hot hot sauce you know what? I'm going to go with a first bite sand sauce. Me too. Me too. Because I always feel like, you know, you can toss it up too far, and then, then all you can taste is the sauce. Yeah. So here we go. That's good. Oh, do you have the beef or do you have chicken? I have a chicken. You have the beef, right? This is great, yeah. Yeah, okay. I really like the shell, too. Mm-hmm. So the chicken, I think what you have to be careful about with the chicken is that the chicken can go dry quickly because you got to chop it up in you know, kind of small pieces, but this is definitely good, still very good moist chicken. Um, these come with tomatoes, cheese, lettuce, and uh, sliced green onions, which I feel like is maybe, you know, it's, it's probably kind of a little difference maker. It's got some, it gives you some good, uh, some good flavor. These ingredients, everything is very... Um very fresh. The shell isn't falling apart. Mm-hmm. Solid shell. This is the first time I've had one of these blue azul shells. Truthfully, I would not have ordered this off the menu. I would have gone like on natural, but blue corn. At least it's crispy, right? I would have very crispy. I would have looked a little awkward had I made such a stance about crispy tacos and they delivered soft ones so <laughs> thank you salsa iguana for doing the right thing all right i feel like i want to switch over to beef yeah okay? go ahead is that okay to do i might have listened to the pod but i don't know if there's protocol like while it's being recorded okay so now i'm going now i'm going beef 
And what do you think of the beef? Mm, better. Better than the chicken? Mm-hmm. Better than the chicken. And this is seriously like, this is like a quarter pound of taco of taco meat. It's okay to talk with my mouth full, right? No, yeah, on Taco the Town. Go ahead, yeah. Totally cool with that. I like covered up with a napkin, but then I realized no, yeah. we're not on TV. People, our people, fans love eating noises, so pe- go ahead. People dude. also yeah. cannot see into my mouth right now. <laughs> no. Oddly enough. So, yeah, I think the thing I'm most impressed with is, like, the volume of beef on this taco. Now, I'll try to explain this. The taco shell itself kind of has a, a bulbous bottom, if you will. You know? And, junk, and it, junk in the trunk. Yeah, and yeah. so what they've done is that they've really packed it chock full of ground beef. So and that's not junk in that trunk. And it's not sloppy. It's not falling apart. Not at all. It's pretty good. I'm going to go for another bite. Yeah, beef for sure. But the chicken's not bad. I can see how the chicken would be really good on a taco salad. You think taco salad Jenkins would approve of these tacos? I think he would have. I really do. I think you would have looked at Rust in peace. R.I.P. What about, uh, do you think Chili Dog would have traded? Could you think he would have gone for 50 with a taco in his hand? Here's the thing about Chili Dog is he never ate anything but Chili Dogs. <laughs> Didn't care. What if, he put, what if you put a Chili Dog in a taco shell and made like, is there a Chili Dog taco? Did That's we just invent I've, this? I've, I have dreamed about. Did is a Chili Dog taco? a Chili Dog taco? So at the Salty Iguana... They have a Bill Self burrito. Uh-huh. What menu item would you could you foresee being named after you someday? Or mm. would you like to have named after you on the menu? It's like ice water? Is that the Eric Danielson ice water? Yeah. I I wouldn't I wouldn't mind if they named a uh, if they named like an appetizer trio after me. And you got equal parts, cheese dip, guacamole, and salsa. Or a salsa trio. They just go, give me the Danielson. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. The Danielson trio. Some people think that it's like a jazz band. It turns out it's just three types <laughs> of salsas. Congratulations. So salty iguana has iguana dip. Now, yeah. is that made out of real iguanas? Just like Girl Scouts cookies are made out of yeah. real Girl Scouts. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. it is iguana. Yeah. How do they get... Is that... I don't know. That's a... How do they get iguanas and chop? Is that illegal? Are they endangered? Think about the airfare. Just, I mean, flying these guys in. Just crates of iguanas. <laughs> just one after another. I don't know. It's actually just their queso, right? I think so. Okay. I think I don't think it's no. actually. Actually, it's not made of iguana pieces. It's actually the milk of of of. of oh, they, of, they, of, milk, they milk the iguanas. They milk the iguanas. They do. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Bet you didn't see that coming. No. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't know about that. Um, okay. But it's, uh, it's, it's totally organic. It's the best part. Totally organic. and No, I so, don't So, um, But it's good queso. I like, the, I, like, I like the iguana dip. So here on Talk of the Town, we have a segment called Bad Reviews Read in a Funny Voice. Yes. I love would you bad like reviews. to read a bad review in a funny voice? I would. We all think Salty Iguana was great, but uh, there's a couple people out there that didn't have a good experience. Here's bad reviews and a funny voice. Bad reviews on Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Caroline M. says, Well, the thermos was certainly friendly. The weight was a bit on the long side. The food is certainly nothing to stand out. Bland, sorry, no flavor. And everything has cilantro. Any good Mexican food restaurant knows that many people don't care for cilantro. It is a scientific fact that those who do not like it have extra taste buds. Thus, there should be an option to not have it included. Not there, though. From the salsa to the food, cilantro seems to be the owner's favorite. She goes on. The decor is a restaurant. The decor is a restaurant. She needs to say in a restaurant. The decor in the restaurant. You're welcome, Caroline. That cannot... The, okay, this is, she's way out. The decor is a restaurant that cannot make up its mind. Hundreds of cartoon iguanas are painted on the walls in bizarre scenes. From skiing to fishing, iguanas will hunt your dreams after you visit this place. Although there was a bar... The large mural. Sorry. Although there was a bar, I don't think that she was trying to say that positively. I was no. trying. To, I was looking for like any ray no. of sunshine here. 
although there was a bar, the large wall mural makes the place look like a cheap daycare. Instead of Mexican music, the radio played 80s greatest hits. In short, this is one odd place with terrible food, but friendly service. A restaurant with an identity crisis. One star. Oh, Caroline. Caroline! What? Caroline! She liked the, the service is very friendly. First, I want to talk about this cilantro issue because I feel like it's divisive in the taco community, okay? Caroline, I understand where you're coming from. I do. Taste buds are very unique. Only you have them, right? So her point on cilantro, it probably tastes like soap. This is what I've heard. Yeah, does, some people think it tastes like soap, yeah. It, it does not taste like soap to me. I do like cilantro. My wife and I were talking about this just the other day. You know Allison. Allison actually said that the reason that our marriage might be working out right now is the fact that both of us still like cilantro. It, I can't imagine a world where I have to cook a separate dish because she doesn't like cilantro or vice versa. I could see how that would be the beginning of a rift. I just never thought that there are people out there that did not like cilantro. It, it baffles me still to this day. I'm a cilantro fan. I'm a cilantro, cilantro guy till I die. You need cilantro. to get that tattooed on your lower back. Actually, have it tattooed. Oh, let's yeah, take a look. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh look my at, gosh. Can you look, look at cilantro that. guy till yeah. I die. Yeah, right green, there. Green Tramp stamp. It's yeah. to fade a little bit. Yeah. I got it. I got That's it a long nice. time ago. Yeah, I got it fading. a long time It's kind of... Let's get your final review of Salty Iguana. We do one out of five golden tacos. Are you going to eat that last beef taco? Yeah, well, I was going to eat a chicken. <laughs> That's the chicken. Go ahead. Have you had the chicken you one? Want extra Did you want to eat the beef taco? I, I didn't. Okay. Go, go for it. I'm going to do both chicken and taco. Okay. Or chicken and beef, excuse okay. me. The chicken, I'm going to say, rings in at a 3.7. Okay. 3.7. Um, because the, I feel like the chicken could have had a little bit more spice to it. Could add a little more spice to it, but still the shell, the freshness of the ingredients, all those things were, were definitely, were definitely, definitely on the good side. Now, as it relates to the beef taco, I am going to go straight in there with a 4.6. Okay. It is very strong. Again, the previously discussed bulbous bottom that includes the gratuitous amount of ground beef, the crispy shell, and its toppings all are just a great, great combination. So um, if you're going to the Salty Iguana, my recommendation would be go blue, go beef, go home happy. I agree with you. I'm going to, these are very fresh tacos. Very, uh, I'm going to give the, I didn't have a chance to have the chicken, so I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to give my my beef taco a 4.7 golden tacos. Very delicious taco. Very fresh ingredients. Love the tomato. Love the fresh lettuce. Marlin's man, his favorite ingredient in tacos, lettuce. Didn't Got to be that. fresh. Didn't see that Does coming. not want it to be brown. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Lotus Pool Records is a proud sponsor of Taco the Town. Check out the latest music releases by Poster Children, Heidi Lynn Gluck, Sun Eaters, Panel Donor, and many more at lotuspool.com. Celebrating 25 years of music, that's lotuspool.com. Let me ask you a question. We know you like tacos, but do you like the paranormal? Ghost stories? Bigfoot? UFOs? extraterrestrials, cryptids like the Loch Ness Monster, the Dover Demon, and other unexplainable phenomenon? If you do, then you should listen to my new favorite podcast, The Bigfoot Collectors Club, hosted by Bryce Johnson and Michael McMillan. Every episode, Bryce and Michael explore these topics and present stories from paranormal history with guests. I had the pleasure of being a guest on episode seven of The Bigfoot Collectors Club, so look for that episode. We talked about alien implants and abductions. In the time I faked a UFO landing in fifth grade. If you like Bigfoot, collecting, and clubs, then you'll love Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's Bigfoot Collectors Club. You can find it wherever podcasts and chupacabras are found. Now back to the show. And now, it's time to get serious. It's time for Taco Topics. Now is the time on Taco the Town where I ask my guests some in-depth taco questions. This is Taco Topics. 
Eric, my goal in this segment is to try to get you to cry about okay. tacos of the past. My Push. goal my goal is to finish this taco. It's good. Oh, Eric's still eating the tacos. Okay. I'm ready. Eric, what's the one thing you look for in a taco? The one thing that I look for in a taco is that fresh ingredient, right? I think everyone's had that taco experience where um, things have clearly been sitting out for a while or maybe maybe they're not known for their tacos and you went taco and then you're like, oh, now I see why you're not known for your tacos. So I would say freshness of the ingredients is definitely what I'm what I'm looking for. You a hot or mild salsa guy? Uh, I'm a mild salsa guy for sure. I'm a mild salsa guy because I don't I don't need to challenge my manhood with hot sauce. I'm good with I'm good I'm good being a mild guy. And if you want to step to me, I'll throw I'll throw some mild action at you. I don't think it needs I don't think it needs to go hot now. I will say this. I'm about to eat the green tomatillo salsa, which I'm a big fan. If I can go salsa verde, I'm going salsa verde almost every single time. That's good. On your street tacos, do you like to put a little lime on that? Oh, yeah. A little lime up. You got to do it. A little um, cilantro? Yeah. I mean, a street taco, your best street taco is going to be carne asada, like cut off like a large something that's clearly been, I mean, I can't tell you the cut of beef, and frankly, probably neither can the food stand guy, but if you put the right seasoning on it, then you're golden, but I want that like cut off right there in front of me, chopped up onions, tomato, cilantro, maybe a little, uh, the crumbled off, like the, the, the white cheese, the crumbled white yeah. cheese, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, that's the stuff. I don't know what that's actually called. <clears throat> I think it's called crumbly white cheese. I believe it, the it's crumb, crumbly white cheese. Yeah. Crumbly white queso is how they would say it in Spanish. Uh, What's crumbly in Spanish? Crum, crum, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, street taco with a little lime right on top of it, and you should get three of them because they're served in threes. They're always served in threes. So you're a taco lover, but when you're not eating tacos, what are you eating? Mm. I love to grill out, right? Love to grill out. Grilled out last night. That's right. Grilled out in February. I cooked some burgers for the kids and then threw, threw some steaks on for me and the missus. So, yeah, I, I, if I can grill it, I will and thoroughly enjoy to do so. In your opinion, is Kansas City slash Lawrence a good taco town? Yes. The thing I love about where we live is that it's so cost effective, Right. Your dollar stretches in Kansas City further than it does almost anywhere else. And a taco meal is also a pretty economical buy. So when you're buying great tacos at a cheap price that's going to deliver a solid meal to you, I don't, I'm having a hard time understanding where you're going to get more bang for your taco buck than here. And then when you factor in College Town and Lawrence specifically, I mean... You're amazed at how cheap things are in a college town after living in the real world or like going to a metropolitan area. Very inexpensive. So I think it is. I think, I think the greater Kansas City, Lawrence area is definitely a good place for, uh, for a taco aficionado. Or do you call that a taconado? Taconado. Okay. Is there anything taco-wise that you think Kansas City or Lawrence needs to step up their taco game at all? Or you think it's good where it's at? I definitely feel like the street the street taco game needs a little bit more authenticity. I'm seeing a lot of like too many options. You know, you got the tinga and you got the and you got the the shredded pork and you got chorizo and everything else. Like I wish you could just call your street taco like what's you, who is you who are you as a street taco and then just be that authentic street taco. And there's too many, right? And then so I think people look at it and they're like, ah, that's one, that's too many decisions for me to make. I'm out. And they skip out on what could have been a really great taco experience. So simplify, not diversify. Simplify, not diversify. That's exactly how Jesse Jackson said it, I believe. 
What are some other good taco towns that you visited? You said you you uh, went to college in San Diego. That's a great taco town. San Diego is an amazing taco town. Uh, you know, Rubio's fish tacos are legendary in San Diego. I mean, they they they're they are like a Taco Bell version of uh, of Southern California because there's so many of them. They're, they're they're in a lot of different places. Any place that ended in well, Santana's was always our, our favorite. But I can't remember the same the same family owned. Oh, um. They all ended in like Otto, like Bern, Bern, Bernardo. Um, oh darn, I can't remember what the Cor- name was. Coronado. No, it wasn't that. But okay. but there's so many places, and this is a this is a taco podcast, not a burrito, not a burrito podcast. But yeah. the burritos in San Diego. And don't you dare bring up chimichangas again. I won't. I promise. I'm hand slapped on the wrist. But yeah, I mean San Diego, awesome taco town. You know, we haven't extolled the virtues of a turkey taco. You've had a turkey taco? They had a turkey taco How at a place that? down down the bottom of the hill, down campus, called Mr. Peabody's. Hell, that sounds like a treat. We should probably take the mobile equipment and, uh, and head to San Diego for a Mr. Peabody's taco <clears throat> experience. They did a Monday night taco special, turkey tacos. And they were soft shell, but they took the cheese and put it on and actually like melted the cheese first, then put on the turkey meat, then put on lettuce, tomato, everything else. And it was it was really really good. And if you're gonna get kind of the same taste out of turkey, man, you can go for it. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna think less of you. That sounds like a Thanksgiving event to me. It, I guess we could do it for Thanksgiving. I mean, it didn't it doesn't feel like a Thanksgiving. That's not like they're throwing like cranberry sauce in it with it. Oh, it's not like. But now there's another taco idea. So we've got a chili dog taco, and now we've got a we've got a Thanksgiving taco. We got a lot of tacos to roll out. When what's what comes next for the Taco the Town podcast? I mean, are you going to break out into franchising and merch? And well, like we've been talking to some people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we should. We've been talking to people about uh, buying uh, an old van with no windows. Yeah, and slapping a magnet on the side. Free tacos. Driving around at night. I think it'll work. Opening up the slide doors and. Come on in, get your tacos. We'll teach people like downtown. Just we'll, we'll teach people the important stuff, like yeah. cilantro and maybe turkey. So, Eric, do you have any taco phobias or taco no-nos? Taco no-no. Oh, you know what the worst is? What is when you take a bite of a crispy taco and somehow it's made a perfect pointed triangle shape that jams up into the top of your roof, the roof of your mouth. I had that injury a couple weeks ago. In your line of work, Dave, I'm not surprised. I mean, this comes with the territory. It was a rough week, but I, I did not stop me from eating more tacos. Okay. Doing more damage to the inside <laughs> your, of my your mouth. soft palate? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if my workers' comp covers soft palate injuries, but I think yours should in the what line you, of work you, that what you is, do. What's your routine to keep your voice? Uh, do you gargle? No gargling. No gar- Keep a lot of water nearby, a lot of room temp water. Talk low. Try not to raise your voice too high. Uh, like when the kids are acting up. Them kids, tell you what. I do a lot of yelling through my teeth at my children. When they know I'm serious, when I start talking like this, that's when they know I'm, that'll really, protect, that'll I'm really serious. Yeah, yeah, I try not to yell. No karaoke the night before the night before a, a game. What about doing an hour-long podcast right before you have to go call a game? <laughs> I feel like this has actually been probably one of the better warm-ups that I've ever had for a game. I feel, I, honestly, I, I'm, I'm very comfortable now come getting back behind and do a it microphone. Every game, we will do that. I think that is. I, I think that, we'll I see think where that, the conversation. Let's, let's see how the folks. From Salty Iguana thought the podcast went, and then, <laughs> then we can talk about. They might not like, like the bad review part. All right, so this is the speed round. Okay, speed round. First thing that comes off the top of your head. Go. Taco pizza, yay or nay? Nay. Taco salad, yay or nay? Yay. Though I wouldn't do it. I get where people are at for that. Yay. Taco burgers, yay or nay? Yay. But one caveat: slice of American cheese on top, melted. Okay. Okay. American cheese. Not, not like, not like. Thanks for the tip, pepper man. jack. Don't try to, don't try to go like, all Mexico on it. It's a, it is a, burger. A it is a taco burger. burger. Okay, this is, is an American. I think the taco burger was invented in Olathe, Kansas. Oh, it had to have been. I mean, right there in a split level, <laughs> right out there off 163rd Duplex. and Keeler, yeah, yeah. right out in that, yeah. that area. Yeah. Right, yeah. Taco dogs, here off the Taco Via menu. I, I get it. So I'm going to say yay, and I'm going to one-up you and say Wiener Circle in Chicago, Taco Dog. 
Hey yo. Hey yo, Wiener Circle Chicago shout we out. We might be doing some Taco the Town from Chi Town. Mm-hmm. You can get some. Hook that right. up. Yeah, look You've into that got one. All sorts of tips for us. Here, I'm here for you. Mini tacos, yay or nay? Why am I not hungry? No, you're hungry. Then no. You don't. You don't dig a mini taco? Well, I mean. I feel like I'd have to eat so many that I might feel bad about myself afterwards. Where oh, like, you always will. Oh, well, then I guess, yeah. all right, then I'm in. I'll okay. go I'll go mini taco from, like, Costco, like, by the big box. I'm, I'm then... talking 7-Eleven. Oh, God, that's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm down for that. Okay. okay. Choco tacos. Oh, no question. Thank you for bringing it up. If you weren't going to bring it up, I was going to have to bring it up at the end because no good taco experience is complete without a Choco Taco. We've had guests who have never even seen a Choco Taco. What's it like growing up in Russia? Is the question I would ask them because... They're like, where would one find a Choco Taco? Your freezer section first. In the freezer section. First, in the freezer section. I think that's probably, a lot of people would maybe say candy aisle. Nope, wrong, freezer section. Choco Taco, yes, no question. So you're not a fan of the Taco Bell, so here's some Taco Bell items. The Taco Bell with the shell made out of fried chicken. Yay or nay? Again, the Thomas Edison of taco making thought this up. Brian Nickel, newest CEO of Chipotle. So uh, I think I'm going to go yay. Because it also gives diabetics everywhere the opportunity to really slam into that taco that they've always dreamed of. They could eat that and then head over to KFC and have the double down. And I hear both of those come with a free angioplasty (laughs) upon completion if you eat them both. So what about the taco with the shell made out of a fried egg? For breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for you breakfast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it makes sense. Like, what they're doing, I mean, they, they're even, they're serious about it. They're telling you this is like for one-handed eating, right? Right. I mean, there's no, they're not We're talking chili pulling dog. their punches. Yeah. I mean, uh, they're McClanahan, like, no. playing basketball with you one yeah. hand. He would appreciate all of these new yeah. items from Tebow. Taco served with french fries. Yeah or nay? Are you more of a traditional tortilla yeah, I uh, mean, chip and salsa guy with a taco? Sure, but like you go to um, go to Jose Peppers, right? They're gonna have the kids menu that also comes with the seasoned fries. You can taco up and go fry there. They okay. don't care. Okay. You can you can sub beans and rice with fries. So I'm gonna say yes because who doesn't like French fries? Have you tried the new nacho fries from uh, Taco Bell? I've not. I've seen the commercial. I'm pretty standoffish okay. on that front. Okay. I think. I think that might have been one iteration too far right. from Mr. Nickel. The tacos. <laughs> yeah, they're gone. They're gone. I know. Uh-huh. All right. I knew they weren't going to last. Mar- Marlins man was checking in on us. Hey, Marlins man. See you later. All right. Have fun in All the right. front row. Last question. Do you think he ever washes the? Oh no. Oh. He does. I hope he does. Maybe he has many of them. I hope he has many, many Marlins jerseys. Okay. Question 12. Favorite song to listen to in your car when you're on your way to eat tacos? Man, Got that's a stumper right maybe there. Maybe a, a song you listen to on your way home with the tacos. You know what? I was listening to the other day after watching a, uh, a Dave Chappelle stand up just for being reintroduced to it was A Tribe Called Quest. Okay. So I'm going to throw out A Tribe Called Quest Drive Home with Tacos because I'm pumped up. I just got my tacos, right? Listen to a little Q-tip and Fife to get me home, keep me in the mood, crush Uh, those tacos. uh, Any any song particular? No, just, I mean, anything off Beats, Rams, and Life. Great album. So this is the time of Taco the Town where I ask my guests to ask me a taco-related question. Eric, do you have a taco-related question you'd like to ask me? Dave, you were a student here at the University of Kansas, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. That was some. Not- sometimes I studied here. Other times I dressed up in a gorilla costume and jumped and scared people on the way to the dorms and sororities. Superheroes wear all kinds of costumes, <laughs> don't they? My question to you was going to be, while on campus, where was your favorite place to grab a taco? There was always Burrito King. No, on campus. Yeah, that's off campus. Oh, on campus. Oh. Did you ever eat on campus? (laughs) I never ate tacos on campus. (laughs) I was an off-campus taco eater. Okay, so off-campus, where was your favorite taco? Or just in Lawrence, I guess. Burrito King. But then, me and my bro, my brother Chris, we would take road trips to Topeka, Ottawa. Yes. And eat at Taco Tico. Yes. Now... And those are 
Yes. Not here in Lawrence. We used to have a Taco Tico in Lawrence. It closed. Yep. Yep. So we would take road trips and get Taco Tico. That was my college taco place besides That's Burrito legit. King. That's legit. So quick Taco Tico story. I did kindergarten through eighth grade in Wichita. Huge in Wichita. Oh, yeah. Taco Tico. That's the Taco Tico capital. My sister was in a Taco Tico commercial. No way. And it has this, like, perfectly set image of her, like, just crunching into a Taco Tico <laughs> taco with a big old smile on her face. And it was, like, it was the perfect ending to a wonderfully produced local commercial. Do you have that on VHS still? We'd have to ask her. We could probably we could probably get something. we got to get that up on YouTube. Yeah, it's... Uh, we could, we could have her flip it out. That's um, awesome. It's a good one. Well, that's it for the show. Thanks for being a guest. Thanks for talking tacos hey, with us. Hey, this, this has been awesome. I love, I love what you're doing with, uh, with the Taco of the Town podcast. I think it is so funny. When I'm trying, I, I, get, getting this all organized was a little bit of an effort with, uh, with the folks from all the different kind of people that had to come together. But my favorite response from everybody was, so you just talk about tacos? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you just talk about tacos. There's like, and I'm like, and then tacos? And then they're like, and then we eat them? And that's it. And like, maybe things get a little off course, but no, we're just <laughs> going to talk about tacos. And that's all we're going to do. So it's a beautiful thing. The simplicity is amazing. And uh, this has been really thanks fun. Thanks for hooking this up. I can't imagine a more wonderful place to eat tacos, man. This has been great. Rock Chalk. Rock Chalk. Do you want to plug anything before you sign off here? Uh, Where can people, I mean, come to a KU game and listen to yeah, your absolutely. silky tones? You know, um, uh, the, you can always check out uh, KUathletics.com for all the updated information that's out there. Uh, their Connect page will get you to a bunch of coaches and players' uh, social accounts. So, you know, the guys on the team are always giving you updates on what they're doing and how they're living as players here on campus. And uh, so it's, it's fun to check that out. And, yeah, if you haven't been to Allen Fieldhouse, it's an experience like none other. It really is. Marlins man was even here tonight. Yeah, it's um, it's it's if you're a college basketball fan and you've never been to Allen Fieldhouse, you're really missing out. So, follow me on the Twitter at EC Danielson. I always throw a couple fun courtside photos out throughout the course of the season. So get to Allen Fieldhouse, get your experience. Awesome. Thanks for being here and uh, have a good call tonight. Thanks, man. Thanks, Thanks man. bud. Okay, we're shaking hands. You can't see it. We're shaking it's hands. A strong gentleman's handshake right there. Please rate and review and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean. We'd love your five-star review. If you'd like to recommend a taco place for us to review, suggest a taco topic, ask us a question, or just give us a taco tip, please check out our Facebook page, Taco of the Town KC, and also follow us on Twitter at Taco the Town KC. And as always, you can also reach out via email by sending a message to tacothetowntopics at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your taco suggestions. Thanks to Matt Allen executive producer Chris Garibaldi and thanks to the Sun Eaters who wrote all the music you hear here on the Taco of the Town podcast their catalog is available on lotuspool.com and until next time go eat some tacos